We finished our series on seasons last Sunday, and that's going to be the first series that we do on our new radio broadcast called Heart Talk. Next Sunday, we'll be giving you actual numbers and when it's going to be on and so forth. Uh, it's going to start on Monday, the 22nd of October. It's going to be on at 9.30 a.m. on KDIA. Praise the Lord, 9.30 a.m., and it's going to be called Heart Talk. Be praying, be believing God. I believe that this is one way, not the only way, we can reach out into the San Francisco Bay Area with the good news of Jesus Christ. We saw some really, really great results from being on KFAX from 86 to 1990. The church grew dramatically during that time, and I believe that that was a big contributing factor to it. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I'm going to begin a brand new series, and I'm calling it Stronger, Stronger, Stronger. You know, strength training is something that is very popular and something that uh, is done uh, throughout the San Francisco Bay Area in all the fitness centers. You know, they say that the fitness center industry is $27 billion a year. $27 billion a year. And fitness centers, by and large, they just try to get as many new members they can, especially in December. And sometimes they oversell because statistically, only 18% of the people that sign up in December actually come in the midst of February. So they kind of roll the dice on that, but they know that people, even though they have a strong desire to be fit, they're not consistent with their routine. And I believe that there is a routine for spiritual strength training. Amen? We all have a desire to grow stronger. Do we not? But being consistent and doing what it takes to get strong and to stay strong is another thing. But I believe that I'm looking at a congregation of people that are serious about growing stronger and stronger and stronger as the days grow longer. Can you say amen? amen. And so when you talk about growing strong in your spirit, I think, first of all, it's important for us to know who we are. We need to know who we are. What do you mean by that? Well, look with me at 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter and the 23rd verse. You know, somebody says, well, have you fed the dog? Well, I didn't know I had a dog. How can you feed a dog if you don't know you have a dog? How can you grow strong spiritually if you don't know who you are? In 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter and the 23rd verse. Praise the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5 in verse 23. 23. What's 20 in Spanish? I forgot. 20? 20, 3. Yes, okay. 1 Thessalonians 20, 3. The church just grew a thousand people. Now notice this. And the very God of peace. I'm thankful that he's not the God of panic. He is the God of peace. He is the God of shalom. Now notice this with me. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That word sanctify means separate you from polluting things from profane things. 
sanctify them completely, entirely. And he goes on to say, And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be what? Now that word preserved means to be sustained. And it means to kept whole. And it means to be kept intact. So it is the will of God for your spirit, your soul, and your body to be kept intact. How long? Be preserved blameless until what? Preservation is needed on this side of heaven. We won't need any preservation on that on, in heaven. We'll be automatically eyed. We'll get glorified bodies. But it's in the nasty now and now that you and I need some preservation. That you and I need to be kept whole and intact because there is a thief out there. Now notice with me. He didn't say your whole body, mind, and spirit. You see, in Christianity, there are many that are more body conscious than they are spirit conscious. You and I are not a body. I'm not looking, I mean, I am looking at your shell. I am looking at your earth suit. If God were to open my eyes and I was to see in the realm of the spirit, I could see your spirit. And so, he does not say your whole body and mind or soul and spirit. He starts out, I believe, with what the priority is on the makeup of man and who we really are. He calls us exactly who we are. He says, your whole spirit, your soul, and your body. Dad Hagen used to stand in front of the mirror and he said, this helped me become more spiritual, spirit conscious than anything else. He would look in the mirror and say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. Say with me, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. You see, this spirit man is the real you. The good news about your spirit man is your spirit man is not getting any older. Now, if you've been around here a while and you've been over here for over 30 years, you knew Pastor Mark when he looked like Juan Valdez. Jet black. Jet black mustache. Looking good. But now, on November 5th, I'm going to be 68 years old. Glory to God. I'm just like Juan. I'm getting better with age. But you'll notice there's some gray up here. I've chosen, I've chosen not to color it. So even though your body 
is getting a little older, your spirit is being renewed. Come on. Your spirit, it's being renewed day by day. You're not getting any older on the inside. You're being renewed day by day. Woo! You see, your spirit man, the real you, is hidden to the natural eye. Peter says, he is the hidden man of the heart. And he's talking about women and he's talking about men and how that women should conduct themselves and different things like that. But he says, the hidden man of the heart. Just because your spirit man is hidden to the natural eye does not mean that it's not the real you. Now, here's another truth that we need to grasp. Say with me, I am a spirit. Created in the image and likeness of Almighty God. Now, here's another truth about your spirit. It is in your spirit that you believe God. God's word is spirit and life. And God's word is addressed to your spirit. And when you take his word and believe his word, things begin to happen. Look at Romans chapter 10. I'll show you what I mean. Romans the 10th chapter. Glory to God. I heard many years ago, I was recently married back in 1977. We got married July 22nd, 1977. Little town called Skeedy, Oklahoma. They had Chief Bacon Ryan in the middle of the town square and, and some Indians standing there. There's only two buildings in town. I, and I, got, I was so excited about getting married, I got lost. I was a little nervous and everything because I knew Ricky and them had a wheelbarrow prepared for me. Back there in those days, they would take your hand and they'd put handcuffs on them, throw you in a wheelbarrow and put you through town. But what I did is I hooked my cuffs up with Brenda and we walked to the car and they couldn't grab either one of us. And I don't know how I got off on that. But years ago, years ago, right after we were married, I got attacked. Something in my body, I didn't even know what it was. I don't even think, you know, we had insurance in those days. We couldn't afford it. And uh, so, you know, we didn't go to doctors. And I, I believe in going to doctors. Amen. I just believe that as we're led by the Spirit of God, He will lead us and guide us into all the truth in those matters. Amen. But something was going on with my body. Didn't know what it was. Wasn't really alarmed, but I knew something wasn't right. And so I heard a teaching called Believing God with the Inward Man. I never heard of such a thing. Believing God with my inward man, I barely knew that I was a spirit man, much less that I could believe him with my inward man. Believing 
with your inward man is where faith is. You cannot believe with your mind. You cannot believe with your body. Come on, somebody. How many of you know your body is fickle? And your mind is being bombarded. And that's why faith in your heart will work with doubt in your head. And so what we can do with our mind is we can renew it and we can cast down imaginations. But this believing God right here, believing in my heart, not my blood pump. Your blood pump can't believe God. But if you believe God with your inner man, it can affect your heart. But notice this scripture now. And I just purpose it in my heart in this series stronger not to move too fast. Because I think sometimes when we move from scripture to scripture fast, we miss the revelation. Amen. So stir yourself up. Hearken to the voice of the Lord today. In Romans the 10th chapter, notice with me in verse 9. It says here, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And I had done that in 1975. And believe in thine what? And believe in the real you, your spirit man. That God raised him from the dead, what will happen? How many of you have done that? I mean, you believed him with your inward man. Now notice verse 10. For with the mind, man believeth. With the body, man believeth. No, he's saying, with the heart, man believeth. What man is he talking about? He's talking about this spirit man. So with this spirit man, you believe. Say it with me. I am a believer. And in my believer is where I believe God. That is where the faith of God lives. So it says, for with the heart man believeth unto right standing with God. Listen, friend, the moment you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, he not only moved you out of darkness into the kingdom of God, he moved you out of condemnation and inferiority into right standing with God. He made you right in his sight. Now notice. It is with the heart that man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made what? Is made unto salvation. I submit to you this morning that the way you got saved is you hooked your speaker up with your believer. There was the heart and mouth connection. And when the speaker got hooked up with the believer and you said, Jesus is Lord, it brought you into glorious salvation. Now, folks, if that will work to get you saved, it'll work to get you healed. Because that word salvation is an all-inclusive word. It's not just salvation from your sins. It's salvation from worry. It's salvation from poverty. It's wholeness and healing in your body. 
So if you want to get unto some things, go the way of believing and saying, and you will come unto deliverance, health, healing for the glory of God. So Raul, I heard that. I heard that. I can remember. We were driving from Sepulpa, Oklahoma to Pawnee, Oklahoma. That's where Brenda's folks lived. And when we'd get hungry, we'd go down there, which was regularly. Because, man, you talk about them putting on a spread. You know, Thanksgiving was not just, you know, this, that, and the other. It was this, that, and the other, and then some. But I can remember back in those days, how many of you remember listening to cassette tapes? How many of you know that we have CDs now? How many of you still listen to cassettes? Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. I got a garage full. I might just go have a garage sale. No, I'm teasing. But I can remember driving to Pawnee and hearing that word. How many of you remember the old phone booths? I used to have to go down in the corner to call my friends. Because, you know, my brothers and stuff would not let me get on the phone. And my sister Lucy, sure enough, wouldn't let me get on the phone because she had a boyfriend. So I'd saunter down there to the phone booth and I'd put a quarter in there or a nickel in there, whatever it was. And, you know, the sound of that coin going down. It's registering. That's how it was when I heard that truth that I could believe God, me. Me, I could believe God. You can believe God with your heart. It got into my spirit. And I said, I believe. I believe God that according to the word of God, I am healed. I believe God according to the word of God that I am whole. And I don't know when it was. I couldn't tell you. But every symptom left for the glory of God. And say it with me. By His stripes, we are healed. That's why you cannot afford to pay too much attention to your body. That's what Abraham didn't do. Abraham considered not his own body, now dead. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. But Abraham was strong in what? Faith. And he gave glory to God. You see, friends, your faith will give glory to God in spite of what's going on in your body. You may have bills stacked up to here. But if you are doing your level best and you're serving God and you're bringing your tithes and you are in faith, do not be moved by the bills. Be moved by what the Bible says. And just believe and receive And rejoice in the Lord. Say of me, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am a believer. And today is my receiving day. And so I believe that I receive my strength, my healing. My restoration, my joy, my peace.
So, so what do you do beyond that? Once you've believed, once you've received, what do you do beyond that? You continue acting on what you believe. I heard this from Frederick K.C. Price in 1977, back in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 1975, before I met Brenda. He was down at the old Nicollet Hotel preaching for the full gospel businessmen. And he did a message called How Faith Works. If you could go to Frederick Price's archive of CDs and get his series on how faith works, it will change your life. There is no man I have ever heard that can make the subject of faith more clear than Fred. Just awesome. And so I heard this in my parents' basement. And one of the things that just came real strong into my spirit, and it's a simple statement, He said, faith is acting on what you believe. So what do you do once you believe you've received? You continue to act like you have it. What do you say? You say things like this. It's mine. I have it now. Faith always ends with the glad confession. It's mine. I have it now. So continue to act on the word. Continue to believe God with your inward man. For you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a physical body. Listen folks, what you believe down here will affect this up here. And when you can get this and this in agreement, your body will say, hey, what's up? (laughs) It'll just have to Line up. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Father. Some of you are on the verge of breakthrough. Just this simple message, this last 21 minutes that I've been preaching, can change your life forever. God's Word is spirit and it is life. You are a spirit. Receive it in your spirit. Declare it with your mouth. Act as if it were true and God will watch over his word to perform it for you. Mm. Glory. I said glory. So this series, Stronger, is about you and I getting stronger for the last days. It is the last days. I don't believe God is coming back after a weak church. I believe He is coming back after a glorious church. And His glory will strengthen us and enable us to fulfill everything that His body needs to fulfill before the trumpet sounds. How many of you are cold today in the house? Anybody cold? You good? Everybody's good? All right, good. Praise the Lord. I speak fire over you. I didn't say lukewarm. (laughs) Glory to God. Let's shout for about five seconds. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
breakthroughs come to those who believe. Breakthroughs belong to those who believe me in their heart. Breakthroughs do not come by begging. Breakthroughs do not come by being in a very strong, inspirational service. Inspiration is awesome. But it's not inspiration that will bring your breakthrough. It is information that brings revelation that leads you to your breakthrough of great transformation. God is about to turn some things around. But before he can turn some things around, there are some things that need to be turned around in here. It is not the prayer of doubt that saves the sick. It is the prayer of faith that saves the sick. And so I believe in up music and I believe in running and shouting and I believe in dancing. I believe in speaking in tongues. But after it's all said and done, whose report do you believe? Come on, somebody. Whose report do you believe? What will you believe in your midnight hour? What will you believe when the doctor says there's no way? What will you believe when the economy goes south? Whose report will you believe? All the hype, all the emotionalism, all the dancing, all the inspiration is great. Don't get me wrong. But on Monday morning, you better know what you believe. The Apostle Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now friends, the day is coming. The crisis of life is coming to us all. Somebody says, don't say that. Don't prophesy that. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. In the world you shall have tribulation, but, but what? Be of what? Good cheer. Good cheer. Be of good cheer. I'll tell you what will cheer you up is God's word. Yes. Living in close communion with the Holy Spirit. That'll cheer you up. That'll cheer you up. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you. Remember now, his word is spirit in his life. He said, these things have I spoken to you that your joy might be full. See, being of good cheer in the flesh won't bring breakthroughs. But being of good cheer biblically, based on the word based on the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of joy, will bring breakthroughs into our lives. Glory to God. Are you here? We're getting stronger. We're getting stronger. 
Now, I said this during the first service. Don't get down on yourself if you've been weakened through circumstance. Peter was very down on himself when he denied the Master how many times? He denied Christ three times. Now, I'm not looking at any deniers in here. I believe you believe and say that He is Lord, right? But sometimes we've missed the mark. Let's be honest about it. Sometimes we have failed. I didn't say we are failures, but sometimes we've failed. And what the enemy wants to do when we have failed is he wants to keep us down and keep putting a heavy burden and condemnation to keep us away from drawing near. You listen? But listen, friends. Perhaps you have been strong before and now you've been weakened by circumstance of life or maybe yielding to wrong things. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying you can be and you will be strong again. Say with me, strong again. Strong again. This is a tailor-made word for those of you that once experienced the fullness of the goodness of God and the strength of God, but for whatever reason, you have gone, you've gotten weakened through temptation, through sin, and through circumstance. And the Lord wants you to know that He sees you today and that He loves you and that He's upholding you with His righteous right hand and He will make what is weak strong again. Now that's good news. That is great news because that's a redemptive word. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, when I got born again in 1975, I made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I came out of darkness into the kingdom of God. But even though I was spirit-filled, and even though I was born again, my mind wasn't renewed. My spirit had not yet been strengthened to the degree that it needed to be strengthened to ward off some of the temptations and troubles that would knock on my door. So you understand this. When a person is a baby Christian, they need you. They need you. They need you to take them under their wing. They don't need you to condemn them. They certainly don't need to condone that. But what you need is people that will look after you and love you and by the grace of God, strengthen you. Amen. So when I first got born again, there was temptations that came my way that I yielded to, not drugs or anything like that. No need to go into what it was. But I would yield here and go a while and yield there. I was in the process of growing strong, but I wasn't strong enough. And some of you are in that case today. Some of you in this auditorium are in the same place that I was in 1975. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare let go of your faith. Just keep showing up. Just keep sowing God's word into your heart. Keep coming to church. Keep your praise on. Keep those garments of praise on. Keep getting around the right people. And sooner or later, you will come to a place of strength. So when the enemy comes, you'll just have to look at him. And he will flee from you and run from you as in terror. 
I've been down that road. I know what it's like to be saved and filled with the Spirit and not living it at its fullness. But by the grace of God and by the mercy of God and by the Word of God and by the faith of God and by a righteousness consciousness in God, I was able to soar and overcome it by God's goodness in my life. And that which used to bring me down is no longer a temptation in my life anymore. For whom the Son says free is free indeed. Glory to God. But it doesn't necessarily even come by someone laying hands on you and giving you a personal prophecy. It doesn't necessarily come by, by you know, fasting even. Fasting may be a component in it. But it just comes by you coming before God and open up your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you for help. I'm asking you for mercy. Holy Spirit, I open up my heart to you. Show me what I need to see. Reveal to me what I need to know. And as you open up your heart, this book will open up to you. This book will open up to you. And revelation knowledge will drop into your spirit. And you will get so strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will get so strong. And you will get to a place where you will give God. Come on somebody. All the glory. All of the praise. In Jesus name. So two redemptive words here. Number one. Strong again. Number two. You can get strong if you will submit yourself to God wholly and completely that when you submit to him and keep every door shut you'll be able to resist the devil and he will flee from you what kind of temptations face Christians well A to Z but one of the big ones is a big mouth. I mean, we might as well be honest about it. A big opinionated mouth. Well, you've got to give everyone a piece of your mind. Save it. You need every piece you can keep. Is this all right today? I mean, we might as well be honest about it. A big, opinionated, fat mouth. Well, I just don't know how come she thinks she's so fine. I don't know what. She came from the same block I did. I don't know about him. What's, what's up with him? He come on church with a brand new car. Rejoice. Don't get bummed out. Rejoice. Well... I grew up in a home, Pastor Mark, where there were world champion warriors. And I cannot help it because what was modeled in my home was not peace, it was worry. And I'm only doing what I have seen and what I've been taught as a young boy or young girl. It is time now to go into the school of faith and the school of the Holy Spirit and be retaught. Yielding to worry 
is sin. But you can get stronger than that by looking at the exceeding great and precious promises. Look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Are you getting anything today? Say with me, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. And it is with my spirit that I believe God. And it is with my mouth that I confess God's word. And I am not just a hearer of the word, but I am a doer of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 14. I don't want to go too long and I don't want to go too short. Proverbs 18 and 14. So the object then of this series on stronger is for us to get stronger for the last days. Because Daniel said this, they that do know their God shall be strong. And they will be able to carry out the plan of God and do great exploits. Look at me in Proverbs 18 and verse 14. It says here in the Amplified Version that the weak spirit of a man, the strong spirit of a man, what will it do? Now, it will sustain him not only in bodily pain, not only when we get attacked with sickness and disease, but I saw this in the first service. The strong spirit of man will sustain us certainly in a physical attack, but also in any trouble that comes our way. You see that? Trouble. Satan is the troublemaker. He comes to trouble our lives. But when you get strong in the Lord and the power of His might, you will, like Creflo A. Dollar says, you will be able to trouble the troublemaker. Amen. 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 So the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily pain or trouble. That word sustain means to assist, to bolster, or to support, preserve, or help. There is help by the power of the Holy Spirit to make your spirit strong. The strong spirit of a man will sustain you in any trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Just like our physical being has an immune system that can get weak, so your spirit man can grow weak and your immune system can grow weak and be open to the enemy's lies and the enemy's tactics. But a strong spirit, say with me, a strong spirit will enable us to overcome physical attacks, financial problems, relational difficulties, emotional challenges, and anything and everything that the devil throws our way. We're going to start here next Sunday because I'm done. But there are two types of Christians. There's the one Christian who is totally committed to hear the word and do the word. Then there's the casual Christian who kind of is in one day and out the next, thoroughly on their way to heaven. But both houses experience storms. Both houses experience floods and winds and beat vehemently against the house. The casual Christian's home is built on the sand. 
The committed Christian's home is built on what he dug deep into, the foundation of the rock, which is hearing the word and doing the word. This one over here on the sand says, oh man, that's nice. I like that. Let's let, that's great. What's next? Without the intentions of doing it. This one hears, but doesn't do this one hears, but does it. This one, this house will never be shaken because it was founded upon a rock. This house, the Bible says, will experience a great fall. A strong spirit will help us impact the pressures of this life. How many of you know that skyscrapers in San Francisco are designed to absorb the shock of earthquakes? Listen, my brothers and sisters, very carefully. The storm could not shake this house when the storms of life hit. Why? Because it stood like a rock, unbroken and unmovable. The question I have for you, and I believe I know the answer, which house are you? Which house will you be? How do you want your grandkids to be? How do you want your children to be? Do you want to be in the committed house or in the casual house? Both houses are going to go to heaven. This house over here is all in. This house over here serves. This house over here tithes. This house over here comes to prayer meetings. This house comes to church a few times a year. And when things get tough, this house over here blames God. When in reality, they should be looking in the mirror and knowing that they've opened up the door themselves by not doing what God said. Say with me, I choose this day to be part of the committed crew. I choose to hear the sayings of Jesus and to do the sayings of Jesus. And when the flood comes, I shall not be. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Because I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What this house over here does, when things grow tough, they encourage themselves in the Lord. This house whines and complains and yields to discouragement. But this house over here is like David. When David came back to Ziklag and his house was done in and their wives were gone and their children were taken over by the Philistines and the people almost picked up stones to stone David, David did this. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David didn't whimper. He didn't whine. He didn't complain. He went to the rock that is higher than himself. And I encourage you that this rock, this foundation of hearing the word and doing the word is the rock that we must cling to in this day and in this hour. Glory to God. Let's stand up. Well, did you get anything out of this today? Whoa, thank you, Lord.